Disclaimer: All opinions expressed by the speakers in the podcast are their personal opinions and do not reflect on the companies they represent. People who matter. A podcast by Beat Blogs. Can you tell me one of the best memories of your entire life? If your entire life was a movie running in front of you, what would be the best part of your life? Or the best days of your life? Let me give you 3 seconds to think, okay? Three, two, one. Well, where did the needle stop? Did it stop at the fantastic childhood, carefree adulthood, or the best days of your life being at home, away from home, in hostels, in colleges, where friends became family, and you were in love with the thought of just being yourself, getting into your own element, and truly understanding who you are. Today we have two great friends and even better entrepreneurs who've set out to change this landscape in India. The company Your Space is an IIM Cambridge Oxford alumni initiative and it's co-founded by former bankers, consultants and great friends. Today we're lucky enough to have two of the co-founders Nidhi Kumra and Shubha Lal on the show. They've identified the gap in the market and they've got into organized student housing sector creating a setup that young adults can treat literally like their home so their commitment is always to safety comfort community and health and without any further ado let's invite them on the show today hello nidhi and shubha we're so excited to have both of you on the show today thank you for making it thank you for taking our time for having us here we're very excited to be here as well thank you bhagavi for having us Thank you. No, absolutely. It's a pleasure. I mean, look at it. Huh? A room full of women. We look like we're going to take on the world any time now, which probably we already are doing it. So let's get straight into the fun conversations. You are building a very, very fun brand, and uh, you're helping solve, I would say, a big problem in you know the the communities that you work with, uh, of quality, of affordability, and so much more. So before I get into you know more details about your business let's talk about the startup world in general right so today when you meet anyone whether they're aged 15 or they're aged 50 one of the things you ask them what do you want to do especially after shows like shark tank have become such a big hit and we see that the next decade is india's decade and so on and so forth we know everybody wants to somehow get into the business space become a startup entrepreneur and everybody wants to make 100x in year 1 so that that's the the ultimate dream for everyone so when that is a kind of scenario we see every day right what would you like to you know share with the world from your own journey of some of the basic tips some of the basic things you must know before you get in headlong into this world of startups or entrepreneurship so um i think first thing i would that people should know is that it's a it's an exciting place to be building your own business um i think there is the kind of opportunities that you can get in a market like india are are immense and it's not just just the number of people that you have here right there are various segments people are open to experimenting new things there's a lot of support there's a you know whole ecosystem around people who might be wanting to start up their own business so actually a great place to start and i think one of the reasons both nidhi and i moved back to india to start yeah. the business because we've been living in london for many years before that uh, but we decided to move back here and do that the second thing i would say is sort of conviction of your idea i think if you are not 120% convinced about your idea you will not be able to run the business because as you go through the journey um you need to realize 
there'll be lots of people who will come out there'll be lots of problems will come up people will come and say it doesn't work i don't need this product but if you believe the market fit is there and you've actually spent time with consumers um nothing can trump that but you have to be the biggest cheerleader for your business there cannot be anybody um so else. true so true and i think you know everyone talk looks at the glamour like you said mm-hmm. right you look at the shark tanks of the world and then you, yes. you believe that you know um uh, it happens to everyone i think what we miss is the 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 pain behind all that glamour you know um uh, even even the ones that have made unicorn have gone through their journey their ups and downs um and like shubha said right having a having conviction in your idea having a good mentor to bounce it uh, bounce it off and i think we've been very lucky to have had a mentor like that um you know right. he 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 was a he was a big supporter uh, both shubha and i had never worked in india before had no right. idea what real estate looked like right um you know plus to get that sort of confidence from somebody um you know a veteran in his industry i think that was a very big thing for us the, i mean we knew we were doing the right thing right so before we resigned and came back that, you know Correct. that that sort of that was a last validation we needed but i think having a good idea a good mentor having thought yeah. through all your simulations um i think that's very important before you jump into the world of um, startup no absolutely so beautifully summed up by the two of you so have you always been this kind of a unit that you know like fits like a puzzle like you know exactly how you complement each other and is that why you also got into business together i think uh, we definitely complement each other i think that is uh, that's been a big plus for both of us but i think before that we were also great friends right i think there is there is so much friendship and trust here yeah. um and to be honest business goes through a lot of ups and downs right yes and, of course and, and a partnership has to kind of survive that which only happens when you're like friends and you know you trust each other implicitly so we started off as friends in in london with absolutely no plans of starting our own business we were just having a good time but then i think right. um something clicked and we both had we still do have the same vision for the company and i think that understanding is so clear between the two of us yeah that we're doing this to for the bigger company and for the bigger cause is not about the two of us so i think that helps yeah. us sort of stay aligned and and work so, towards yeah i think anyone who meets us can realize what poles apart yeah. as personality <laughs> you know um but i think what's what's identical is the fundamental work ethic yeah. Yeah. i think that's what's important right um and that's what keeps this um you know keeps it going um yeah, you know you've yeah. got lots of startups where friends have started and then kind of you know partners have sort of moved away i think for us fundamentally yes we're different people we handle situations very differently um, sure. and we react very differently we sure. both have our different ups and downs and then we yeah. balance each other but at the core both of us know that the company comes first for both of us and we'll do whatever it takes i think that makes a huge difference um you know when when we uh, when we work and that's why the trust factor is there right yeah. like both of us know that um you know we'll do whatever is right absolutely and on that note i mean you're building something so fantastic right so i was before i called you all uh, on this interview of course i did my research of course i was reading up and i wanted to see what can i ask you which has not already been said or told about the brand and you know i i'm done talking about women entrepreneurs i'm talking about two amazingly capable leaders entrepreneurs in their own right and this is such a tough market here yeah, real estate that you all have 
somehow magically cracked the code uh, in the capital city and then moved your you know way forward in the rest of india um, that's a very difficult journey and uh, i know that you have so many other exciting things up your sleeve as well i was i was reading somewhere and uh, i understand that this is going to go just beyond uh, finding spaces to stay finding just beyond the hostel culture uh, i want to know more about this community that you all are building and this fantastic product that you all are building please please go ahead and tell me So I think when we started this journey back in 2016 and started envisaging this idea 2015 we had a concept of a student housing in mind okay. Um, okay. and that's how obviously that's the core product that we started yes. off building out but I think what we always wanted to build was a student lifestyle brand mm. we 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 would like to believe that we're building more than just the housing piece right we want to be a part of a student's journey so that entire three years we want to be involved in various aspects of their lives right right um right from an introduction to the real world to helping them get to know their city to helping them build community and friends around to helping them figure out where to get their notes from to help them figure out um uh, which events to attend and then obviously building up on that to help them with career counseling with cv making skills to help them you know get interviews um and, and a lot more right um soft skills teaching them yeah. how to prepare for interviews so we want to be a part of their entire journey um Got and it. i think piece by piece we're building it out um obviously the core is obviously the housing piece which brings everyone together to yeah. a platform um enables us that ecosystem um so for us i think we're very clear that i think the long term plan is we will be a part of much more of their lives than just the housing piece obviously housing will remain fundamentally the core business um but you know we we started building a community so you know yeah. what we want to do is enable students who are living in our delhi residences being able to communicate with our residents in in bangalore um exchange ideas talk about sports talk about music exchange music playlists we want to build that fraternity right Amazing. Um, today that doesn't exist amongst the 18 yes. 24 sort of uh, yeah, segment yeah. right um you go to a core as you have questions about life in general but we want this to be a place where people reach out to each other because they're yeah. all in the same place in life in general yeah 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 and it can't be a more homogeneous community if you think about yeah. it they're all new and new new in town want to make friends have their own yeah. set of insecurities learning yeah. about the real world i think we're trying to build that um on a you know a, both a physical and an online platform Right. Um, we're bringing them together. We're trying to sort of, you know, use that as a place where we're able to sort of do events, um, and you know, even do events with the students. So a lot of them um, are very good at music, very good at different mm-hmm. forms of art. So bringing them together, running concerts for them. So, so I think what we're trying to create um, is a place where they feel, um, you know, they've grown, and yeah. when they leave after three years. you know this is what they can call home and they can look at it as a place where they've grown up to be Uh, you know that's amazing in fact i kick started this episode you know by singing the famous line of brian i'm saying those best days of my life and i was like if i had to ask you what are the best days of your life undoubtedly you all are founders of this company so i'm sure you're going to say hostel life boss i mean that was literally the the best piece of my life i can never forget and i'm sure when times get tough and often in entrepreneurship in journeys of having a company or any kind of business or in career in general i think we often try to resort back to that those groups right our friends uh, they become like this cozy comfort group that we can go and be ourselves with we can be silly again 
and you know we can be like childlike again without looking like these fantastic entrepreneurs of the world who have to have an image and have to you know be in a certain way so this is an amazing community you guys are building and all of you who are listening to this out there i think your space is going to be your exclusive space too so i think you should follow these girls they're doing something amazing and uh, definitely explore more on what they're creating for sure so with that we i i spoke yes i spoke about the the pandemic right and uh, uh, there were a lot of companies that did a lot of things uh, some companies did it uh, because they had no other go and some companies for the sake of survival went out of their way to do more uh, i was reading up articles about your space as well and how you guys opened up your space literally for patients for anybody in need as well at that point of time so my question now is probably a, you know it's going to be a little tricky i'm going to give you a disclaimer before So this question is about you know how effective is social entrepreneurship or sustainable entrepreneurship? Can we have actually that as an element of our businesses today? Because today, as we know, more and more people who are very aware, who are very conscious about the world, the earth, and things that we're doing to it, and how they reflect back on us and the next generations are coming into the way, right? So what you did was fantastic. But is that something which you can sustain as a CSR activity or as a as a responsible activity? And will this make the guys who fund the entire project really happy? So this is something our our entrepreneurs who are either students who are young adults always want to know: Is it only that they should chase the numbers? or should they also satisfy their conscience sometimes and do the right thing no i think you should always do the right thing i think on that there is uh, no doubt but i the way i'll answer that it one has to meet the other right um yeah. it's not about it's i don't think it's a trade off between numbers and social consciousness yeah. because unless the business is able to do well and deliver it will not be able to contribute back to the uh, back to the yeah. society meaningfully I would. You are very right that the generation today is actually very socially conscious, right? Whether that's absolutely environment or social causes, etc. So I think uh, I mean, at COVID gave us the chance to contribute back because when we opened up our hostels as COVID centers, as isolation centers, as step down ICUs, we we tried um, to contribute in our little way. and then we try and keep up with some of that and maybe we can talk about the wise scholarships piece it's we're finding ways that we can actually give back to the community that we are catering to absolutely and i think you know like we said we started this we want to be a part of the ecosystem we want to you know shubha and i have been very lucky to have had very good education um, yes. you know and we want to make sure everyone has right to good education i also feel in the in this country sometimes you know you you, you find people push you to do education especially among the low income group up to class 10 but nobody pushes you all the way right and to be able yeah. to get out of a certain socio economic yeah. rut you have to get through to i a higher education right correct um, and we want to really push that and, and chaban i strongly strongly feel feel about that um and so we started a you know a, a initiative this year called the ys scholarships um okay. uh, you know and the idea behind that is helping people from lower income backgrounds um to uh, not let financial constraints be the reason they can't pursue education and again this is a a, a, a initiative which is very very pure very true to our heart um you know we we we've been getting we've sponsored 45 students so far wow um it goes directly to the college now has nothing to do with our accommodation um for us this is a way to give back um this is a way for us to you know um be grateful about for the education that we've gotten right yeah. um and these are kids from all over the world we have been amazed how yeah, smart these kids are 
um you know they're all you know doing fabulously well but you know they're not able to pursue education for very yeah. small sums of money so we put yeah. together this initiative called the ys scholarships and you know our board is fully supportive of this initiative um we uh, you know we invited applications we interviewed students some some amazing stories came out of it um and you know we sort of come through with the with the scholarship so 45 kids and hopefully sticking every day you know we want to make this an ongoing sort of a initiative for us so this has been something you know special for both of us um, over and above just the core housing piece so yeah so in our own small ways you want to keep giving back and hopefully you know we'll keep you know the, the initiative gets bigger more meaningful creates a bigger dent but in our own small way i think this is this is our first step towards um doing something for everyone. Well, I I I'm going to clap for you on that. Guys, this is beautiful. I mean, I actually threw this in as a question more from, you know, the kind of kind of audiences we have today, the kind of consumers of products that we have today or of services that we have today. I feel they're way more woke than I was at that age. And oh, uh, when, I, when I and they, I mean, there's so much to learn from them, yeah. I mean, we we it's very nice to call people who are younger than us the social media generation, and you know, just deride them and move on. But clearly, they've got their heart in the right place. They're doing things the right way, and uh, they really question a lot more than I think I did. I sometimes just followed the instructions of my parent or some senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. We would have never said something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not to our teachers or parents, but not this. It's a good thing that level of confidence at such a young age is a good thing. Absolutely. So I'm so glad that this question. I mean, I meant it in a different way, but I'm so glad such a beautiful answer came out of it. Once again, for all those who are looking for some support like this, I think again, these ladies are your inspirations. You should just keep on uh, keeping on with them for sure. So with that, I want to go to probably the last uh, question of this segment. Uh, no man is an island. No woman is an island. And clearly. all of us are in levels that we are today not just because of our efforts but i'm sure there were a lot of people along the way who you know gave us that extra push or mentored us or guided us or put their hands on their our heads and said don't worry things would be fine so you girls have worked in some fantastic international organizations and you've left that and you've come to create this right so there's always that take back that you have from probably communities that you worked with from organizations that you worked with so individually would you just like to list out two or three things that you felt really defined you the person that you are today and that helps being the entrepreneur that you are today as well i think one of the things i took away from um from mckinsey and namura and i think a lot more at mckinsey uh, because that was the start of my career is just yes. professional integrity and ethics i think nothing can kind of uh, uh, match up to that if there's one skill that holds you for through thick and thin and up and down a sort of professional integrity and skill and the second one is hard work actually i we we really slogged that assess if in both our jobs <laughs> and it was i mean um, not because we were forced to but because we also yeah. wanted to and we actually yeah. learned so the value of hard work and actually putting your head down and getting it done i don't think anything can replace that and that's something at least i learned from uh, both my organization and i had some fantastic mentors and bosses um, and now that i'm on the other side i sometimes realize my god it must have been so difficult for them <laughs> um but but i mean i we wouldn't at least i wouldn't have done it any other way without the the 10 years of corporate experiences truly helped kind of shape what we are building 
um here at your space how was yeah yeah absolutely i think for me so you know i think the first and most important thing was just sheer hard work it was yeah waking up so i was a trader i was on the yeah. rates desk wow. had to be up every morning when europe mark european markets would open had to be at your desk at 6:15 in the morning wow. so it would take a lot to get out of bed every day and say listen i'm going to be there at 6:15 when the markets open right so i think the the fact that work comes first you yeah. know making yourself do that day in and day out um this sheer perseverance of it i think yeah. that was yeah. something which you know uh, the, uh you know our life there taught us and that there is no substitute for hard work you know you can't really mm-hmm. sort of get away and wing it and hope it will all you know sort of yeah yeah um, yes. i think just general professionalism yeah. and um you know how you should run a company i think what yes. we took away from you know those the the the, the top banks i banks and all is how how you really carry yourself how do you conduct yourself how the company should be how the processes should run i mean we took it all for granted today putting those that technology in place is an aspiration that that yeah. system in place is an aspiration right yeah. uh, i mean that vision that, that that it kind of created something in our minds of what we aspire to create um you know and basic just basic habits right being on yeah. time for meetings being respectful of whoever you know your seniors yes. of your work yes. colleagues replying to emails you know yes. i think just basics which yeah. may seem obvious but i think yeah. it has been ingrained in our systems because you know we've done it day in and day out very um, how to organize your life how to organize your calendar how to time manage yes. um, i do feel that a lot of that today kind of works in our favor because you know we've we've done it we've done the hard work in that sense yes. yes i i think your your mind is now trained right so you can take on and you can multitask and you can have multiple other ways of working your life you can you know put in the work you can put in the life you can have the balance at times when you of course building a company the balance doesn't exist work is life and life is work i mean both of them are often just intercrossing each other but i guess what you said is absolutely right and i i, I mean just to add one more thing i think being prepared right like like you said you can't just go yeah. wing it you have to do your research you have to do your homework before you go in front of these clients and these really you know people you learn from so i i truly admire uh, you know the lessons any of us have learned from probably lessons in the past of corporate careers and uh, like you said for startup entrepreneurs these are so important today because a lot of us probably learn with our families people in family businesses probably see their own you know the the generations yeah. before see the work ethic see the commitment to work even on a sunday showing up to work showing up to business even if there's a family function missing that being there i mean career moms career dads that's a different story as well balancing it out yeah. and then being there so i think this is wonderful and with that we come to the end of segment 1 i did it my way we often know that people have to fo- you know fo- follow their heart fight the odds and follow their gut and gumption to really achieve what they want in life so i want to know from my guest nidhi and shubha have you ever had this kind of a situation where the whole world said oh my god what are you doing and you said I'm going to follow my gut or instinct and go with it. So please go ahead and share. So I'll start because this starts with how your space is. Uh, so the beginning first story of your space is uh, Nidhi and okay. I were in London. As you okay. know, uh, we were both working there um, where we had the idea of your space. We started the research, etc. My dad was visiting. And if he ever okay. hears this, he'll be, very, he'll be very upset with me that I'm sharing the story publicly. But it is how we started. Um, he uh, so he came and we like we were going to tell him about the idea and nidhi and i took him out for drinks and dinner and you know we had mm-hmm. a good time and we started telling him about this idea 
and you could see his sort of eyes just like widening he was like okay so what are you saying you will one you will quit both your jobs and move back uh, yeah. to india then you will start something in real estate with students with dealing with cops and, and uh, you know parents and you know brokers and you don't know what all he was shocked and he then proceeded to spend the entire evening telling us that girls this is not what you should be doing like think of another idea think of something else this is very difficult sector yeah. um, and what you've seen in london is not how it is in india you guys are very um, it's a very different business environment and we somehow took away from that conversation that he was very happy with us so <laughs> so our mother ஒன்ஸ் Uh, but now he is one of our biggest um, supporters but yeah that it's supporters and admirers yeah, he's a own little pr machine <laughs> for the two of us uh, but that's how it started that's the What an anecdote my god i love the version that you know he said she said it was such a disconnect by the end of the evening that was amazing yeah, and we had put in a lot of thought to planning the dinner we took <laughs> yeah. to a very fancy restaurant i remember in stone square saying we take him there we had his favorite cuisine and everything and then we said now he seems sufficiently happy now we can yeah. actually do this so shivan had come plan <laughs> by the end of it like we both took different part, different versions of the conversation <laughs> Oh my gosh see i mean the the kind of experiences you have as an entrepreneur especially when you're building the business and it's growing it's scaling and then there are more problems that come with it more challenges and sometimes more opportunities and amazing things that come with it yeah. so we are also sometimes exposed to some deep root you remember that that uh, father in our first so we our first hostel was a girls hostel ha okay. correct and we decided to make it a girls hostel he walked in and said बड़ा सुंदर रूम है बहुत अच्छा है पर आपने इतने पैसे लड़कियों के हॉस्टल में क्यों खर्चे करे आई विल नॉट स्पेंड सो मच मनी सो देर इज समिंग you know would hurt us initially but you know you become th- thick skinned about a lot of things yeah. right till today sometimes yeah. there are certain owners who i go to who will not talk to me and if i have a somebody who's a male sitting next to me one of my other bdd he will not he did, they will not even look at me there is no eye contact yeah. with me address it to yeah to the the I male counterpart sitting yeah and, and, you know initially it would be very like i would get offended but today it doesn't bother me because like shubha yeah. said some deep deeper issues in the society sort of come out and you kind of you kind of learn you mature yeah. through this you become thick skin but yeah. that still happens today yeah yeah there is yeah, a lot of conscious you take a mail with me because i know this is going to happen right and it's silly but you know what i i i i've stopped making a big deal about it No I think it's strategic I don't even think it's silly anymore because I remember when when I was working with my dad and it was the first few years and you know straight out of college you have a certain sense of style and accessorizing and dressing mm-hmm. and all those things nothing much has changed but that time it was a lot more and I remember walking in and they were like oh so you're the pretty secretary when is your boss coming I wanted to I was like 
are you kidding me and this, this person sitting opposite me was a 65 year old he was a very respectable person of the 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 my client at that point of time and he could think he could take the the liberty to make a comment on whoever i am to make a comment on how i dress how i look and he would be somebody who would notice you know my accessories and would actually comment on it every time i met him mm-hmm. and so eventually of course we moved on from the client and you know we did bigger better things and we did things to educate our clients as well in terms of how do you treat your male counterparts how do you treat your female counterparts you know we started training programs that gave us great ideas but at the point right you're fuming and at the same time you this hard reality of you know the bubble that your parents protected you with yeah. or your college circles or the people that you know there's a bigger world that's out there that's waiting and not just for women i think a lot of things happen to men as well when they go on the field right especially i mean a lot of these youngsters who are straight out of college first time they have to go meet a client first time they have to probably entertain them as you say there are so many things they're not prepared for and i mean i think these are topics that probably sensitization is required even within organizations and strong policies in terms of what's good what's not what is entertainment what's not which who can be our client and who should not be i think and where do you learn to draw the line right just because yeah. is it fine there is there are something that are acceptable something that are yeah. not yeah. acceptable yeah. i think uh, 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 teaching that also sometimes i think startup founders face it a little bit more because they are usually younger even much yeah. younger than us also right and you unfortunately get dismissing Yeah. you all know your business kaise chalta hai and then they get dismissed but it it's changing it's uh, yeah. it's yeah. changing yeah. slowly Absolutely, but I think it's very strategic. You know, like how Nidhi said, she took a male counterpart because she knew this was going to be the problem. So a lot of these yeah. young startup founders today, they take their parents or uncles or somebody senior to look like, ah, he's also part of the board. He's also very much with us in the business. So you know, they're very strategic about it. I think though there's a problem and there's no clear solution, we're trying to find like ways to work around it as well. So that so that's the beauty of right? business has to get done. So absolutely, absolutely. But no, with that we end session two with you, and we look forward to a very fun segment three. Fire away, PWM style. All right, we've already reached the final segment. I can't believe it. Times just really, really just flown today in this conversation. So this is our fun segment where our audiences get to know our guests a bit better as well. So this is called Fire Away. Uh, it's our tweak on the rapid fire round. We give you two to three statements. and since both of you are guests here we'd like you to answer them individually all right on what are your what is your take on the statement given and you get 20 seconds to do that so if you're ready i'm going to fire away okay all right okay statement number 1 name three advantages or the best things and three not so great experiences or disadvantages of life in hostel go who's starting first uh friends okay food disadvantage okay disadvantage okay um, late night parties are an advantage okay uh, uh, single gender property so guys don't go to boys so <laughs> 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 nice okay <laughs> you have to be able to come up with three yeah you, you okay okay you can come up with like at least one more advantage and one more disadvantage let's keep it that way Away from parents—that's the biggest advantage. <laughs> True that, and disadvantage—the last one or the not so great experience. I don't know curfew. Curfew is probably the biggest disadvantage. 
Sharing, sharing a room with somebody you didn't set out to. Yes, actually that's true. That's true. Having a crazy roommate. <laughs> See, all right. So with that's great. Okay, statement number two. Okay, are both of you members of the four a.m. or five a.m. club? And do you believe that this is a lifestyle most founders should adopt early on in life? Members of the six a.m. club. Six a.m. Okay. Club. Six a.m. is decent, guys. Four a.m. Five is like I don't want to talk to you. No, we tried that actually. We so done it actually. Through COVID, we did the four a.m.s. Okay. Um, I think it it was great. I I don't think we've been more productive than we were then. Um, wow. Not okay. having the, when the world is sleeping and you're not distracted with WhatsApp yeah. and you're not distracted with emails. Um, yeah. Just thinking time. So I think almost a year we tried yeah. it. Yeah. And the fact that the other person was doing it kept the competition going. So <laughs> both of us make sure we would be up. Obviously, our husbands weren't particularly excited about that. But um, I'm sure. But I think now I'm on. I'm definitely the six a.m. club. Yes. I think we've uh, we since we are both morning people. Huh. It was just a cup, so it was easier for us. But it is um, it's truly a, a productivity hack. It really, I we are big supporters. It's not sustainable for a longer period of time, but it's we did it for a year, um, and we could see certainly felt the difference. Got it. Got it. Oh, that's awesome. And now the very final statement. This is going to be a tricky one because uh, let's see how you how you dodge this. Okay. <laughs> So both of you have studied in India, and both of you have studied abroad. And today you have set up a business which helps students in India uh, at present, um, and you're trying to help them with you know their housing and things like that. So if you had to convince someone who wants to study abroad versus India, what are the three adjectives you're going to say about India or the infrastructure or life that you're going to convince such a person to stay in India and study? So I studied I studied abroad actually. Yes. So I think the first thing is you have to do everything yourself. Yeah. Whereas at a hostel, hostel everything is taken care of, right? I had to do my laundry myself, get my groceries myself, clean my room myself. Whereas here, I think we we spoiled everyone. Daily housekeeping, um, laundry is taken care of, anything nice. that's not working. I think so. That's like the biggest advantage that you know, okay. kind of get completely taken care of. Okay. I think the other advantage is, and I and I actually still say this in conversation, is just job opportunities after you graduate, right? There is just yeah. so much more that is on offer um, in India, um, mm. uh, whether it's it's startup hiring or you know service or manufacturing, everything is picking up. I think just for someone um, graduating uh, here versus the country abroad, I feel like there are just yeah. many more opportunities in India. I think, and given the change in the geopolitical situation, visa, yes. that additional stress, I think India offers equally good opportunities now. Very true. Even compared to when we graduated, right? Yeah. Today, I yeah. feel like yeah. you have access to everything. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think our population, which was once our biggest disadvantage, today is the biggest advantage. Most companies are here. Most brands are here. You can yeah. get. Whatever you want, probably at the touch of a fingertip today here, and with our fintech revolution, we can even pay from our mobiles. So I think there's a lot of, lot of fun things that work in our way. But uh, kudos to you girls for building such a wonderful brand, and thank you so much for coming on the People Who Matter. You truly are people who matter and who we should see and hear more from. So, what was your experience on this podcast? No, thank you. This was a really fun conversation. Absolutely. I think it felt like we were chatting with a friend. So thank you for that and. Uh, And for featuring your space and sort of spreading our message, so thank you for having us, Margery. Absolutely, truly, my pleasure, girls. 
And if you want to catch this episode and all the others, you can catch them on all the leading podcast platforms like Spotify, GeoSavan, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen your podcasts from. You can follow me as Creator B on Instagram and Parvati Swami on LinkedIn. Thank you so much. Keep following People Who Matter and keep your headphones on. People Who Matter podcast produced by B Plogs. Podcast concept and created by Parvati Swami. Sound engineering and creatives Aniket Singh People Who Matter a podcast by B Plogs 